podcast love. Happy day to you. Thank you for tuning into another Be Real interview with me, Bessie D. Smith. On this episode, we are talking with the one, the only, the fearless Andrew Barrett Cox, or ABC for short, for friends. An artist of many hats, shoes, overalls, you name it, really anything that can be accessorized with the will to create. Andrew Barrett Cox has very quickly become one of my hustle heroes. He, along with the Neon Coven, is making it happen by producing works that continue to shine the spotlight on narratives that have otherwise been buried under mainstream character types within theater and just performance art in general. On the show today, we talk about Rocky Horror, the ups and downs of social media, Stephen King, and the ideal mecca of happiness. I want to let you know that we do get a little deep, like we do on the show, and some of the language and content used in this episode is a little stronger than past interviews, but I just want to give y'all a fair warning, but also reiterate that the purpose of this show is to speak through the lows and the highs so that we can more efficiently rise above and elevate ourselves as artists. So that being said, it brings me great pleasure to bring to your eardrums Andrew Barrett Cox. Do you like horror movies? Only with friends. Okay, so you're like with people. I'm with people. Somebody else always suggests it. I'm never like the one to suggest like, let's watch Babadook. It's like somebody else. Got it. Yeah. But once I'm there, I'm like, I know, I know you are. I know you are. Are we like talking to people? What? Are we like, hey, everybody. We can. You can, you can announce hey everybody. The, yeah. hey, everybody. <laughs> hey guys. This is Bessie and this I'm is Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> How's it going? Hey. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, let's do it. It's happening. It's How happening. are you? I'm good. 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 I'm so happy to see you. It's been many, many months. Yeah. Since many when? Months. Wait, oh, when did we gosh. do Rocky? That was, that was March, right? Was it March? Yeah. Wow. March. So Loved catching you. up, um, and, and like watching all of your work these past few months i i would like to start by asking you this question because when i first met you and started working with you i learned more about your work from other people which that really i think that's saying something because your work is uh reflected in the people that have done the work with you i think because the people that i know who have done your previous projects and stuff love talking about it and i think that's great so i just wanted to let you know no in a great way in a great way and from so many different you know like so many different things like so many different projects that you've done that are really they kind of cover a broad span of entertainment so i want to ask okay how do you define yourself professionally? Do you have a, do you do labels? Do you do titles? I'll do a title. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So it's been a weird thing and we're getting, I know you want the lows. Like I'm ready to get in deep if you want I, to get in deep. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. We want to go oh, in deep. Okay. We want to go in deep. Oh, wait, I'm going to like lay on my couch. Please. That'll, that'll be like, I'll be like, look at this. Okay. Please. So, okay. So my thing was, is like high school. Instead of, like, going home every day and watching TV, I would, like, go home and play piano. Yeah. It was really gay. And so, um, I would write music, and that was just, like, my outlet as a child. My senior year, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, this is what I want to be doing. Um, like, this and choreography and, like, I don't know. I don't know how where I want to be. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, doing Oklahoma. Right. Um, 
And also, like, I slowly but surely realized, like, that wasn't who I was. You know what I mean? Like a, a standard or um, a traditional musical yeah. theater performer or just a traditional performer in general? Maybe both. Yeah. Like, for me, it was, like, it's a weird thing because um, I was always, like, drawn to things that were a bit taboo and obscure. Um, so, yeah, I could have, like, combed my hair over and, like, been a chorus boy, but, like, I would have slit my wrist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So... That's, I was like, oh, I'm, damn it, like, I should have been writing music. And so then I, I got into a few schools for musical theater. I chose Emerson. And um, I went there in, like, the first month. I just was like, this is not for me. Yeah. Um, it was awful. The head of the program was terrible and, like, racist. Um, and so I was like, I got to get out. And yeah. so I switched um, majors to audio post-production. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to write music. And, like, I'll perform on the side. And then... I started, like, doing my own shows, so I would, like, choreograph, I would write the show, or, like, do the music, or whatever, and then choreograph and direct it, or, like, different various things. After my senior year of high school, I had my first concert, okay? So it was, like, me and all my friends, and we did this, like, huge concert, and, like, to this day, I say it's, like, the most magical night of my entire life. Was it your music? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I used to dress, like, kind of kooky and wacky in high school. Oh, just then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, like, they all, all the singers, like, wore, like, different wacky things. I was big into gloves and, like, weird shit. Yes, And yes. so, like, they all wore something of, like, of mine. And so then I went away to school, and when I got to Emerson, like, I, that first year, like, became a big man on campus, because I was like, what? I'm going to do everything I can. Mm. And so, I... I was, like, ready to prove myself, so I was, like, going into dance auditions and being, like, I can do 50 pirouettes and do all this crazy stuff. Yeah. So then I was, like, we're doing a second concert, and it's going to have choreography this time, and, like, it's pop music, because I learned how to produce pop music, and I was, like, yeah. Just along the way? Yeah, like, that year I was, like, I'm going to, like, I have to learn to produce pop music, and blah, blah, blah. I, like, hired dancers, not hired, but, like, I had dancers and all this stuff, and it was a big to-do, fierce, and blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, losing my cool, and, like, I was, like, throwing binders, and it was very, like, if you're not ABC, you shouldn't be talking. Like, I was such a diva. And the reason I was upset was because, in terms of, like, realizing that these relationships weren't forever, does that make sense? Yeah. And I had, like, a breakdown, not a breakdown moment, but, like, this person who was, like, a choreographer slash guidance counselor, like, came back to and she was, like, you need to pull the fuck together. Because I thought I was the fucking shit. Like, I thought I was, I thought I was the bee's knees. Um, because I was like, I'm an actor. I'm not, not an actor, but I was like, I'm a singer, dancer, choreographer, musician, costume design, blah, 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 blah. Yes. And so it's this weird thing now of like, the balance between like, me never wanting to get to that place again, where I like, have this giant ego, but also knowing that like, I can take pride in the fact that like, I'm multifaceted. Yes. So, um... I, when people ask what I do, I say I'm, I'm a songwriter. Okay. But what I, um, like, I want to do, and what I hopefully will get the chance to do is, like, I want to just create stuff. Like, I just want to create stories and music, and, um, whether that's through, like, choreography, costumes, um, music, composition, you know, whatever, then I'll just do it. Do you sure. Know what I mean? Absolutely. Did you take classes for, cause you know, you, you, you dance, you act, you choreograph, you also do costumes. Did you take classes for all of those or like how did you learn those skills or obtain those skills? So singing, dancing, I owe all to He like really took us, me and like a bunch of other kids, like under his wing from like when I was 12. Yeah. 
Um, and like, that's really the only dance classes I had until college. Honestly, that's all you need. I know. So he was killer. Yeah. He's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I was taking voice, I took voice lessons. Um, but I taught myself piano. I taught myself how to sew, um, composition, um, music production. It's all on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you know? Oh, oh, I do. No, I do. And <laughs> I've see said this. this you see that? You just. The space that I'm about to make something on? I couldn't do that on my own. Yeah. Just like on YouTube. Like, yeah. yeah. How, you know, somebody else has done it before. Yes. And they've put this tutorial on absolutely. YouTube for you to and like, see. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That. So many things I've learned how to do. I, yeah. I learned how to do my hair on YouTube. And that, that was Did like. You do your hair? I do, yes, I do, I do my own hair. Really cool. I do, thank you, That's thank really you. Cool. We're always changing, we're yeah. always growing, we're always making choices. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's so true. I mean, I feel like learning a skill or obtaining a skill, um, learning a trade used to be such a, you need to go and take classes yeah. and be studious and, um, and really dedicate. But there's, there is self-discipline from within, which is, yeah, I think, the most crucial. Mm-hmm. And having that from such a young age, teaching yourself to do so many things, what is that like compared to, do you think that you would have fared well or the same if you would have had that same discipline and, like, uh, learned those skills now? Or did it take, you know, did it take a long time of working on that self-discipline? I don't know. Like, I think for me... And I'm breaking this down now, but, like, I think for me, like, I felt a huge amount of pressure from, like, not only my, like, society in general, but, like, yeah. my parents and everybody to be successful at, like, a really young age. Mm-hmm. So I went through it, like, the past couple of years before coming to New York, um, of just, like, realizing that I wasn't at the place I wanted to be at. And so I had this fire under my ass of, like, I need, I have to be successful, so I have to be doing all of this stuff. I I felt like I needed to hustle to survive. Yes. But also, it's a weird thing because, like, and we can get into this more, but, like, when I was, when I moved to L.A., this was, like, right after college, I, like, developed this new consciousness, um, and it's been, it's been not great. So, like, before college, I want to say, like, mid, mid the year after college to my birth, I was just kind of, like, going through life, um, no anxiety, no depression, no, like, sadness. All I could see for myself was, like, positive things yeah right? just keep going just keep going, keep going and it's, it's all gonna, gonna work great. out yeah and then after that i like had a rough time in la it was not great and now it's this weird balance of like i've never wanted to be famous right i've only wanted to be respected and you know i want people to like enjoy what i do yeah and not everyone's going to but like i, I just want to like be able to get my ideas out there sure in, in a way that i'd be able to like self-sustain um but now it's like I think I just want to be happy, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, it was a transition between me wanting to be this, like, mecca of a human being and, like, that, like, everyone thinks you're amazing, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. To now me being like, no, I need to think I'm amazing. It's like, also, here's something. I, we were just watching this and he was like, I wouldn't say I'm fearless. And I was like, oh, I think it's an adjective I would subscribe to myself. Fearless. Yeah. Um, and there's been periods of time that I was not. But yeah. But, like, I was when I was a kid, when I was a teen, in college, right after college, not so much. Um, but now I'm starting to like try to get back into that fearless mode of yeah. just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and, um, so, uh, 
for example, were doing this like Rocky Horror Show. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, so I'm, I'm singing science fiction because we just decided that's what it was. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, and then I'll just do Lyra. And they're like, you've done Lyra? And I was like, uh-huh. I've never, I've never stepped foot on Lyra. <laughs> but I got in there and they were like, we're too trained. And oh I was like, God. no, I just, like, I was just determined to do it. And yeah. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. We learn. We learn. But you also, and I, I love this. It's probably something that I find so, like, deliciously appealing about your hustle, um, that I, would like to see in my own hustle is that you when you want to do something and when you want to learn a new skill when you want to put yourself out there you push yourself into the uncomfortable and I think I've been trying to embrace that for myself in the past year and I I feel like fearless is and and being uncomfortable or embracing that uncomfortable are both kind of similar correct me if I'm wrong no that's right and like also I was always weird and then I watched this movie have you seen Party Monster? No. Okay, so it's this movie called Party Monster, and it's about the 90s club kids. And it's, like, this, like, they're crazy drug addict, and, like, and there's, like, a murder, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, like, what I got out of watching it, I was, I was like, oh, my God, there are, like, people out there that are, like, kind of like me. Like, they're all kind of fucking weird, and they, like, dress in these crazy costumes and are so irreverent and just, like, don't care yeah. what anybody thinks. And so I watched that. And then slowly but surely, like, I started to get into the club scene and, like, dressing up. And then, like, I had all these friends come in and, like, join me in this scene. And it was me being like, no, 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 just do it, just do it, just do it. Yeah. And, like, Michelle, Michelle yes, was doing yes. that with me a lot. And she always says, um, she's like, why would I be afraid to get up and do a monologue in front of people when I was just, like, naked on a box with a drag queen last mm, night? Do you mm, know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, it's like pushing yourself in one thing. And it's like, well, fuck it, I just did this. So, like, I'm going to do this. I love that. I love that. I it's also a weird thing because, like, when I was a kid, there wasn't much to lose. Because now I feel like I'm in, like, the real world, right? Mm. What is the real world after college? Because we are, as long as I can remember, I've been in school. So, like, school is a safe haven through college. Yes. And afterwards, like, see ya. Like, yeah. I remember, like, the day of my college graduation. I was just like, oh, fuck. I was like, now what? Yeah. Um, and you always see movies about, like, after high school, what's going to happen? But, like, there aren't, there isn't much about, like, College is done, then what? Like, we don't learn about that. Like, yeah. It's just kind of like you're thrown to the wolves. All and right. It's like, oh, fuck. Get out there. Yeah. Go get them. So it was a weird thing because, like, I was I was so fearless in in those times because, like, I had nothing to lose. Yeah. So, like, when I was in college, I, I, I've i never sewn a damn thing in my life. And I was like, I'm costuming my Rocky Horror. I didn't, I didn't sew. But, like, I, I was, it was bad. It was so stupid. Like, it was awful. And I didn't sleep or eat. But now I know how to sew. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't have anything to lose. Like, sure. Like, if the costumes sucked, they sucked because it was a college production of Rocky Horror. Yeah. But now I'm, like, out here, and, like, it's a little more nerve-wracking because if I do something that, like, doesn't work, like... It's your professional reputation. It's also money down the hole. You know, it's a group of people who might not work with you again or, like, might not have enjoyed the experience. But do you think that you're... Do you think that your fearlessness in college informed your fearlessness and your confidence now? Like, do you think that that prepared you for now now more than, you know, maybe people who didn't take the chance in college, sure. who, who didn't take the risk? I graduated college and I stayed in Boston for a year. And I was, like, being a club kid and, like, wearing crazy outfits and working at clubs and doing wacky performances in the city. And then I moved to L.A. and I had nothing. And I fell into, like, the worst depression of my life. I developed crazy anxiety. It was, like, I, it's all a blur to me. Like, two years of my life is a blur. Yeah. 
And also, like, I was never doing, like, club kids, like, normally you think drugs, like, I was never doing drugs, I was never doing anything like that. I never drank, but, like, that's really it. Yeah. And I got into this place where, like, I lost all of that. And I was so afraid to do anything, and I was so... I, I basically just sat in my room for two years. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what I was doing. It was, yeah. it was insane. And now, like, I moved back to New York, and it was a, it was at a point where, like, I was think I would wake up every day being like, oh, you should kill yourself. Like, the mm-hmm. first thought in my mind would be like, go drown yourself in the pool. Dead serious. And that's funny. Yeah. In the pool. But, that would be my thir- my first and my last thought before I would, like, wake up and go to bed. And so, I, like, developed this, and then when I finally decided to move back to New Hampshire, it was because my friend Amos had just gotten into Hairspray Live, and I was like, I need to do, but I was like, Hairspray. So I texted Carl. It's this weird thing of, like, having a, con- like, the palace is randomly, like, a constant for me. Yeah. And. Which so I, I think everybody has that place, you know? I feel like it's nice, that, though, to have some sort of, in this industry, I feel like everything is so fluid. You're moving from place to place to place. Yeah. It's nice to have some sort of, like, theater home yeah. or some sort of anchor. So that's yeah. good. I texted him and I was like, what are you doing, Hairspray? And he's like, June. And I was like, I'm, I'm doing the show. Yes. And so I convinced Michelle to audition and we went out and did it. And that's when she decided to move to New York. She moved to New York. And I was, like, depressed, broke. I didn't have a job. I had nothing. And I was like, I don't know. Like, crazy, crazy, stupid. But then I finally decided to move to New York. And it's been a big transition because I feel like for looking at Michelle, like, she's, like, trying to continue to grow. But I think for me, it's, like, I'm trying to get back to the person that I was. Mm -hmm. So there was, like, a chunk of time where, like, I completely lost who I, I liked that I am. Yeah. Um, because I thought that was a, I thought it was a bad thing. And now I'm trying my best to like get back to that, but it's like, it's tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in getting back and in working on getting back to the, the best version of yourself. Yeah. What are some like mantras or what are some mindsets, um, that you had to change? Yeah. Or, you know, or shift or things, ways to reconvince yourself, you know? Yeah. What did you do? What did you think about? It was cathartic writing, like, this book. Essentially, I, like, it, I wrote a book about... First chapter is, like, my birth up until I watched Party Monster. And then the rest of the book is, like, my journey writing Clubland and getting into the club scene and then realizing it's a crazy mess and everyone and it's insane. And then how my friends and I, like... The same story that I've been going through forever. It's just, like, I have this group of friends that I, I, I'm, like, I feel so strongly about us and we're going to go places and then it's all, like, disperses and I'm left by myself. Yeah. So it's, like, then that's... It's been kind of cathartic just to, like, see how that works and, like, who stays behind and, like, who, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've tried to get out of my room as much as possible. Okay. Even though sometimes that isn't possible because I do all my work here. Yeah. Also, for me, like, what what helps me get out of this, and this is, like, um, kind of weird, but, like, I started getting I started getting into witchcraft. When, and when we think about, like, what that is, obviously these, like, images come to our mind. Right when I was, like, about to leave L.A., but really all it is is, like, um... It's, it's like a rebellion, it's like a rebellion against the patriarchy, like, you know, everything horrible in society, and it's just like looking inside yourself and taking time for yourself and realizing what it means to be happy. Yeah. And I think, for me, that was important, because I was able to, like, take that and look at, look at actually what would make me happy versus what I've been told would make me happy. Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Ohio. I'm from the Midwest. Okay. So, and I, I was... grew up on a farm. So, like, this nice. is, this, this Do is you definitely. you love nature? I love nature. What's your, what's I love nature. Your... I'm a cancer. Cancer? Yeah. June, July? July. July. Mm-hmm. July 8th. 8th. The middle, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I love nature and uh-huh. I, 
I didn't think that I was going to like New York because, and this still rings true to this day, is that the two things that I miss the most um, are the, well, it's the three S's, silence, space, and stars. I miss all of that, which the Midwest has plenty of, but you know. The Midwest also doesn't have Broadway, so. Yes, exactly. Or, you know, the community. The community is real. The community is real. Having a good community of people is crucial, especially, Mm -hmm. I think, for surviving in New York. It's good to have, um, your, your squad of Uh artists, your squad of hustlers who are on the same level of you, who, you know, you're all, you all have goals that you would like to meet and you get together and just talk about it. It's inspirational. Yes. Honestly, it's what, keeps me rooted here it's like a yes. reset button meeting every time with with different artists and stuff yeah what is your uh what does your community of artists look like okay so this is why like we started the neon coven yes so, like, i was hoping that we would like get around to that yeah i was hoping we get around to it okay so my whole thing is like i hate the i hate the cookie cutter mentality tying in witchcraft i was just like i want to create like a, a coven of artists do you know what i mean like yeah. this like creatrix mentality of people that just want to create and may not get the chance to do so on in these other shows that are happening. Because they don't fit in a box. Right. Yeah. But in my shows about, like, crazy people and costumes and ghosts and murder and witches, like, yeah, I want to find the, the person that wouldn't be able to get cast in X, Y, or Z. Yeah. What are yeah. what are some ways that you feel, um, both for yourself and fellow artists uh, yeah. that you've seen, what are some ways that you feel like people who may classify themselves as others have been um, have been tried to be, be put in a box or be put in a certain category? Are there any examples that you can think of? Starting way back, so I love. Yeah, I owe him everything. Yeah, but he's very problematic, um, and he's very old school. And he's very afraid. And um, he, in my mind, and he, we disagree on a lot, mm-hmm. um, different random things, and that's fine. But when I was a kid, like, I was very feminine, and he would always say, like, stop, stop dancing. I'm like, you're a boy, you're a boy, like, be a boy. And I'm not trans, like, I don't, I'm, I never, like, thought of that. I'm not even, like, I don't even identify as non-binary or anything. Yeah. I'm, I still very much identify as a male but, like, I enjoy the feminine parts about myself. Yeah. And it was a weird thing for me to be like, whoa, like, this, like, I guess I shouldn't be this. Mm. Um, and then um, I feel like a lot of people get in that mind space of, like, I have to be this cookie-cutter thing. Yeah. Um, uh, even, like, dealing with, like, when we were doing Clubland stuff, like, it was a hassle to, like, get Michelle into kooky makeup. Or, like, anybody, they're like, no. Like, all my, like, vocal kids are going to, like, freak out. And they did. Like, a lot of kids were like, oh, did you see what this person was doing? It's like, very that. But I just went back and I did all shook up at the palace. Mm. And um, there was, like, this little girl. And she's, like, an out lesbian. And I heard a rumor she wanted to play the bus driver. And I was like, like, I heard you wanted to play the bus driver. And they were like, yeah. So she was so excited. And then there's this boy, like, flaming. And he, um... He just was just, like, living his best life. He's so good, so talented. Yeah. And, like, he's just a little, like, he's a little more feminine. And yeah. so, like, I was, like, dig into that. I was, like, have, have a good time. And, like, I was, like, you need to stop making him a girl. And, like, she cannot be playing a guy. And I was, like, you are, like, distraught. I was, like, you don't understand, like, what you're doing. Like, they are so young starting off. Like, you have to nurture that. Yeah. And you can't, like, slap that out of their hand. You've put up several shows in New York and and 
elsewhere mm-hmm. um, in the in recent years, in the past few years. Can you talk to me a little bit about the process from first creation to yeah. putting it on the stage? Because you, I mean, you've done you've done venues, you know, like you've done Fifty Four Below, which is really mm-hmm. cool. That was fun. Yeah. Um. So Clubland. So I started doing this show called The Donkey Show at the ART. But so I got into that my sophomore year of college. And that, here's an example. So, like, I went and I knew. I was like, I'm going to have to fucking turn it because I'm, like, thin. I'm not muscular. The, the fairies now are not, not. They vary. But they yeah. were. They were, like, big, yeah. buff. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I went in and pulled out every trick I had. Yeah. Like, it was, I remember, like, like at one point I was like, I'm rolling around on the floor right now. Yeah. So I was, like, tumbling, doing splits, anything I could do. And But I I did get in. Yes, yes. And so then that's when I watched The Party Monster, and I was like, this belongs in a club. Wow. So I when I wrote it, we I brought it to this one producer who's awful, um, and he was like, let's do it at Oberon. And we brought it to them and did, like, the new work series. Okay. So we did a workshop, and then it went well. And so they were like, yeah, you can have, like, a an actual date. Yeah. So then we did that. Um, and that was Clubland. That was a um, Oberon, which is crazy. That was like 2014. But it's like a, it's an ongoing saga. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's like a whole. That's a fucking series. Yeah. Um. So that's that one. And then I did. So I. I'm just gonna go through all my shows. So you can tell me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't yeah. Know. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Do some of your favorites. Do some of your okay, favorites. Okay, okay, okay. I so, mean, definitely talk. Uh, what about? Well, no. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, what, what, what? I was gonna ask about all of your Rocky Horror Inception. Okay, let's but, do Rocky. Let's do Rocky. Yeah. Okay. Let's do Rocky. So, okay. So I, I, I talk about this in my book too. Um, which is so weird that I have a book, which is so funny. It's not it's, weird that you have a book. But no, like, it's probably not even a book. Like, I don't even, like, I just wrote it for myself. You but, just like, like to write. You yeah, like to write your know. thoughts and feelings out and your yeah. history. Yeah, yeah, we love it. So, um, so I think, I always think there's like these like bits, these like things, these pieces of art or whatever that like change history. Yeah. Right. And for me, like, um, personally, I think something like the Donkey Show has changed so many people's lives. Yes. As weird as that is. Like, there is, like, a Donkey Show family that's, like, oh, Donkey Show, here we are. Yeah. And, like, we just, like, get immersive theater. You know what I mean? It's, like, Love it. the immersive theater. It's, like, this weird thing. And it also, like, it made me feel comfortable in my own skin. Mm. I talked to Paige about this. Like, she was, like, yeah, like, I was, like, really body conscious. But then, like, I had to put on the boots and the pieces yes. and do it. Yes. And it was that thing, like, I was so nervous to be shirtless. And then I was, like, oh, it's not, no big to do. Same thing we were talking about. Like, just, like, you just have to be You just have to, to jump it. off that cliff. Yeah. yeah. And so it's very that. Um, and then for me, it's like something like Party Monster was such a big revolutionary thing for me because I was like, oh my God, there are people out there like me. Yeah. And then also something on top of that similarly is Rocky Horror, which is like so far back, but I don't even think I watched, I didn't watch Rocky Horror until I was in high school. I remember watching it and I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, so I watched the movie and then they used to do a production of it every year up in upstate New Hampshire. Okay. Because where, where else have you performed in New Hampshire? Just, just Manch Vegas, right. yeah. So randomly, like everyone in New Hampshire is like, there's a crazy theater community. It's so weird. That's what I've heard, yeah. yeah it's so weird. So upstate New Hampshire, there's like this place called Seacoast Rep. That's fine. <laughs> but like, they do great shows. Yeah. And they're like going through it right now. Yeah. But um, they used to do a production of Rocky Horror every summer. Okay. And so I remember going, it was my senior year of high school, and I went. I didn't know about the call-outs, I didn't know anything. I wore, like, a gingerbread man suit, because I was like, I guess we dress up. <laughs> and we went, and it was just, like, every kind of person you could ever want to see on stage. They were wearing these crazy outfits, like, contacts, and, like, crazy shit. 
just like wailing their yes. faces off, and I was and like the audience is screaming back at them, and I was like done. Yeah, and I was just yeah. cooked and boiled, and so I was just like, oh fuck, like this is upset, like I'm obsessed, and um, I went back again and again, and then I like slowly but surely became obsessed with it, and I was like, I want to do my own Rocky. And then when I was in college, I think I was like a junior, I played Rocky in a production up there, and it was a mess, but I still, like, that's how I, like, got into it, and yeah. I was like, I'm gonna, I have to do this. And so up there, like, they kind of, like, throw the rules away, and they're like, whatever, like, we have the band books, but, like, we're just gonna fudge it. Yeah. And so, like, they would just, like, play the tempos really fast, or, like, add a little grit, mm-hmm. and he would just be like, pick a harmony and sing. It was very that, and so, like, the whole show, I was just, like, wailing, you know, screaming. Yeah. Didn't sound great, but like it was just so high octane, and like that was what was fun about it. it was like yeah, a rock show. yeah, for sure. And so I was like, I want to do this, and like I want to do that, like same thing, but like I want to like clean it up, and yeah, I wanna make yeah. it like an actual thing. So my senior year, I decided with Mark to do a production. Uh, yes, and um, I've never sewn before. I've never like done any of that stuff before, but I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> and so I reorchestrated the entire score. And we just like did it, and we were supposed to do it in an abandoned uh Masonic temple in Dorchester. Wow! And like someone would have died. Like, had we done it there, like yeah. someone would have died. It was in the not great area. Um, but then like three days before we were doing the show, I got a call from him, and he was like, "I don't think that'll be the show." It was hell. It was. Oh my it was, God! It was the. It was hell. Yeah. And so I was like a skeleton, and I was so tired, and I was like a zombie because I was not sleeping or eating. Like I would get like an hour of sleep. It was, uh, it was insanity. And, um, then we did it at like a gay club in Boston. And it was, it was, in my mind, terrible. Looking back, I'm like, no, that's cool. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and so I'd always wanted to do something different with it, full, like full scale. Yeah. Because, like, it had such an impact on me. Um, and there's, there's like documentaries about, uh, like, uh, uh, Rocky Horror Saved My Life. There's like all these stuff, like, different things about people that are just like, I found Rocky Horror and I like, it, like, helped me discover who I am. Yeah. And, like, if you really think about it, for me, it's, like, it's so great because it's, like, it's it's irreverent, but also just, like, talking about this taboo subject of, like, sexuality and, like, yeah. why are we so afraid to talk about it? Why are we so afraid of, like, pleasure and all this yeah. stuff? And, like, you know, all this, like, stupid stuff. And, like, that's why I love it. It was just, like, so, like, fuck everything. Like, oh, we've talked about this. Like, do you remember when Shira was like, I don't like that we're saying slut. And you were like, if we're taking slut out of Rocky Horror, like, it's defeating the point. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Because, like, that's the whole point. Like, we can talk, we can make abortion jokes. We can make, like, all these horribly offensive jokes. That make us uncomfortable, but, like, we kind of have to embrace it because in order to, in in order to understand terms and experiences Uh that make us uncomfortable, we have to kind of expose ourselves to them a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, yeah. like in a way, in a safe way, which I think that Rocky is a safe way to do, do that, too. you know, in a, in a form of theater is a safe way yeah. to introduce and expose people to concepts uh-huh. and, and words and terms that make us uncomfortable. I agree. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. And so that's why it was like such a big thing for me. And then, um, then I, like, reworked the score a bit, and we were just like, we were like, let's do this again. Yeah. And that's, like, the beginning of when we started doing the Neon Coven. Um, oh, there's a bit in between. And so uh, we got asked to do, like, a performance at this award show through Emerson. Yes, I've seen that on the YouTube. Yes. And so I, for the, like, first time was able to, like, they had, like, costume designers and yeah. all these people. So, like, I had already made all the costumes, but, like, 
they helped me like fix them up and like wash everything. Uh, and like for the first time, I like I had like real rehearsal studio space yeah. and like time and like oh my god! So like for the first time, I was like, this is kind of what I was imagining this to be. Yeah, but I didn't have the you know I had twelve hundred dollars. Sure, do the show. sure. So like um. And I didn't have any money for the, the thing, but like they had lights and set, and yeah. you know, it was it was great. And so I've always wanted to get it to that scale, and we're still trying, but yeah, hopefully one day. Ugh. But I don't know. But that's Rocky. I love that. I love. I I like the process. I like yeah. the you know, it's trial and error. It's, it's trial and error. workshop. Just you know, one yeah. after the other. You try something. You're like, oh yeah, this worked and this worked. This needs a little work, yeah, and then yeah. yeah, tinkering. Did you like do that. Rocky before the concert? No, no. I had seen it a few times, never live. The movie, the oh, movie. Okay. I'd seen the okay. movie, but I'd never seen it live. But I loved, I loved it. Oh, and I, I did. Um, I used to direct and produce the Broadway Cares shows at my school, and so oh, we did Sweet Transvestite one year. Great. You know. Um, did you sing it? No, 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 no. Um, but the man who did this fabulous, oh, God, God. fabulous, fabulous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hadn't really been exposed to it a whole lot. And so when you asked me to play Janet, I was a little taken aback. Cause really? I was like, well, I was like, I didn't, I was surprised because I didn't think that it was my, well, I mean, okay, this is the industry talking, sure. honestly, the industry within me. I thought that I was going to go in and I thought I was going in for like, uh, magenta. magenta. Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe Columbia, but not, not really, sure, you sure. know? And so then to get the email said I was Janet, I was just a little taken aback because I was like, Oh, that I didn't think that I was even auditioning for that role. I did it. I wouldn't have dreamed that that would have been even <gasps> in the realm of possibility. But you sang it, right? I Sang it. Yeah. I mean, I sang it. I mean, I sang it. I had a good time. I was, it was an incredible experience. But also, you know, even if I, even if I never had the opportunity to play Janet in my life again, it was incredible to have that experience and put myself in a situation or in a character role that I don't typically play and take, because, and this was so wonderful about um, the workshop that we worked on is that one of the first things that we talked about was that we were kind of rebranding these characters a little bit. Yeah. And so I I really did want to, you know, for myself, for my own character work, I wanted to keep a little bit of the of the Janet, like, demure side and everything like that, mm-hmm. which I think by the second day of rehearsal, some, but I think it was you, like, tried it. was like, yeah, no, we need a little bit more, like, we need a little bit, what, what was it? I think you were like, she's like, Janet is actually, she lives in Chelsea, and she, like, is just, you know, like, always needs her, you know, like, her pumpkin spice latte, like, Brad, can we go? <laughs> like, right, you know, right. like, and I was like, okay, okay, which, something else that I'd never done before, and it was, it was a great exercise in taking myself and my uniqueness and uh-huh. what I think that I offer as a performer yeah. um, and merging it with this idea that you had and that the, uh, the artistic team had for yeah. Janet. And that was an incredible experience. Even if I never played Janet ever again, it was fantastic if to I have that experience. Yes. <laughs> Trust and believe. It was so fun. So, so, so fun. Okay. This is okay. a question. This is a uh, question that I like to ask. Um, what is something that you wish you knew in college, um, that would have greatly informed or benefited you now? It's funny because like, I'm trying to get back to that person I was in college, which is, which is hilarious. Like maybe like right after college, it's just like, actually it's that gay thing of like, 
continue to be like your most authentic self mm. and don't try to be something you're not. Yeah. Because I went through this weird process of like trying to be professional and like this is the world and this is professional. But like that's nobody wants that. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, fuck it. And so like now I'm not gonna wear like a business suit to a meeting. Like, no, I'm gonna wear like ripped overalls and like I hope it's those red checkered overalls. That's yes. immediately what came into my mind. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's what I'm gonna wear because yeah. that's who I feel like I am and yeah. like if you don't want that, you don't want that. And like I'll find some other people that you know, that are similar to me and we'll work together. True. But, uh, you know, those are the people that I feel like you want to work with. Exactly. You want to work with people who can see you as yourself because uh-huh. then they'll see your art for what yeah. it really is, I think. You know, they'll yeah. see the honesty within the art as well. It's funny to me, like, with, like even meeting Shira was like, I feel, yeah. I'm always just like, like, I, like, it's just a blessing that I've met her because, like, um, we had a meeting with, it's like a pretty big guy. Yeah. And, like, I was like, what are we wearing? Like, she was just like, no, like, dress kooky. And I was like, oh. She's like, no, I want you to, like, dress like yourself. But, like, it was just, like, getting that validation because, she, like, she teaches at Harvard. And, like, yeah. you know, like, and I was like, okay. So, like, I forget what I wore, but, like, I think I probably wore my, like, you know, like, that like, cloak I wear. Yes. But I got in there and he was like, oh. And it was, it was actually a crazy thing because I would have thought somebody like him, like, would have been, like, a little bit, like, turned off. Yeah. But it was the opposite. Like, I sat down and he looked at me like, I know you. He didn't know, we never met, but it was like a moment of like, I know you, I know you as a human. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I, I used to dress like that too. Mm. It was like a thing of like, I used to be running around in the Cookie Monster outfits. He was like, I see you, like, I see who you are and like, yeah. I'm interested. And it was a kind of cool thing because I just went in and like, I was, like, I, I was like, fuck it. Like, if this doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. So I was, I was just my authentic self. And it was that point where he was like, oh, I'm, keep me updated on everything. Like, yeah. And that was a cool thing because I was like, oh, he's like, he's interested in me and us as like, because we're, we're just doing what we want to do. Yeah. Versus being like, this is what I think you, you want from us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's that. And it's even in like the club world, like I was told to be like, hi there. Like, oh, I saw you did this. Like, but it was very formal and like sneaky. And so like, I started doing that. And then I, and then like, I realized like, one there wants that like they're all there to like get drunk and be idiots so, yeah like, you kind of have to match that you yeah know what I mean? yeah so i guess that just like make remain true to yourself and like just stick to your gut i don't know yeah plus i mean i feel like once you do that you attract automatically similar people similar, people, similar yeah. minded people and i i don't know if you felt like this um when you were you know falling away a little bit from your most authentic self during that time but I felt similarly, I think, um, you know, like in high school and even parts of college where um, having like a strong personality and a big presence, mm-hmm. um, I felt like I needed to be careful and cautious and watch how, you know, big my presence was. And really? I felt like big, of course, because, you know, the, sometimes it's it's a lot or, you know, it can it can overtake a, a certain environment and I guess I didn't really I used to I used to really feel the need to like you know kind of hide back and like just be cautious you know like we're stumbling but we're you know we're just trying to like hang out with the crew like we're just trying to hang out with the crew right. and, and fit in but also like you know not stand out too much and I don't think I I don't think I realized that there was anything wrong with that until I started hanging out with people who weren't afraid to let it all hang out and then I was like, sure. wow, look at all these people just unapologetically uh-huh. being themselves. Yeah. That's 
incredible. Like they're not afraid of anything. It still takes me back, you know, a little bit when I'm around like my friends that are just fully have embraced themselves. I'm still, and especially living in New York, like (laughs) these Uh artist types, they're so proud of who they are Uh and they're not afraid to belt it on the subway platform. And I'm like, please, shh. Please, please, please. There's people yes. looking at us. There's people watching. Them. Right. They, they, everybody's staring. Like, you know, let's be like, let's use our inside voices. They're like, no. And we're belting and we're warming. Up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, please, please, please. I'm such a. I think I'm such a, a country mouse at heart. Sure. You know. Um, so funny. And it's it's so, but it's so liberating yes. being around a community yeah. of people who are just proud to be who they are, yeah. and that encourages you. I think it, it it inspires me to also, you know, stick to my truest self. Which, you know, can sometimes be loud and boisterous sure. and, you know, obnoxious, but can also be demure and, and subtle and, like, you know, chill and laid back. Relaxed, yeah. yeah, yeah. We flow yeah. with it. And it's We're like so the nice. weather. We are like the weather. Yeah. We're like the weather. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Fluctuating. Fluctuating. Yeah. Fluctuating. Never having to answer to anybody. No. 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 Yeah, so funny. That was Tony, too. Like, he used to be so embarrassed. Yeah. By everything I did. But then, like, he would, like, sometimes come out with us, and I'd, like, put him in a crazy outfit. But, like, that took a, it took some work. I feel like it's funny because that was me from a young age. Yeah. And then I, like, lost that, and then I'm, like, now trying to get that back. It's so weird. It's yeah. so weird. Because I, I would go to school, like, dressed as a Teletubby in high school for no reason. For no reason. And there's, like, videos of me just in the hallway, like, singing, and I'm telling you, the top of my lungs. In a Teletubby? In a Teletubby outfit, oh like, God. doing pirouettes, with classes going on, like, no one said anything to me. I, like, that's, that was always my thing. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know where I got, I don't know why I was so confident. I'm yeah. like, whatever. Whatever. Um, I used to wear, like, show choir dresses to school. I love that. Yeah. Se- like, all okay. sequined out. Just all sequined. I would wear our, like, last oh season God. show choir dresses to school. Yeah, yeah. And layers, of course. We can't forget layers. Layers, layers were very important. Yeah. Early 2000, like 2006, 2007. Seven, yeah. All about the layers. Yeah. Like, we're talking, like, bell-bottom jeans with the, the boho layered skirts. Oh, And then my God. three tank tops. No. And, like, you know, three necklaces. And the hat and the bracelets all, you know, chunked no up on the arm. way. Had to. Had to. Oh, had my to. God. I had had no to show all sense. parts at the set. Oh, neither did I. But you know what? We were making choices. <laughs> we were making bold choices. We were figuring it out. And everybody could see it. You know, I bet all of the adults were just like. They're, they're going for they're it. They're learning about themselves every day. You know? Yeah. Love that. I love yeah, that. That's the yeah. That was the weird thing about like going back and like doing the all shake up thing. Oh, this is a good story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I went back and did um, uh, rehearsal, and they were all like, um, I had done it before. I did like a dance class there before, and I d- I thought it was like an hour shorter than it was, and I had an hour left, and I was like, we're gonna do a chakra healing meditation because I was like, I'm big into that, I'm big yeah. into like doing meditation and stuff, so. I had done it with them once before, and they were like, can we please do the meditation thing? And I was like, okay, sure. So there's 50 kids all laying down in the studio. Mm-hmm. I shut the lights off, I turned on the song, and I let them through an hour and a half, uh, like a chakra, like a chakra healing, mm-hmm. and just like, a, uh, you know, a meditation to get them relaxed. Yes. And just like thinking about life and blah, blah, blah. I, I kid you not, I'm like, all right, like, I'm going to turn the lights on, like, I'm going like, to come back to the room, I turn the lights back on, half of them are falling. Oh I was like, oh my god, what's going on? What is going on? Uh, what happened? Is and everyone were, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they just made me think about 
life and all this stuff. And I was like, you guys are a disaster. I was like, I was like, you guys need to talk about things more. I was like, you need to like let it out because it's like this expectation to like get into social media. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine growing up with that. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. And my parents kept it away for, I mean, nineties kids. Come on. Yes. We, I was, we were monitored. We were monitored. Okay. We, I, I, my parents kept it away from me for Uh as long as possible. I didn't, I didn't get an Instagram until college, you know. Me either. Like, oh, yeah, that yeah. was absolutely not. No. I didn't even know what, I don't even think I even knew what it was until yeah. I got to college. I was like, oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. And it's so weird to see how it changed. I just went back and like, uh, what's it, like archived oh, all yeah. my pictures. Yeah. Because my first pictures were like a blurry, like a blurry cheers. <laughs> like me on like, it's just weird. Because yeah. now it's like so like, now now it's like you, it's a catalog of you. Yeah. Which is so weird. That's and real. like. I was so against it for so long. I was like, "Fuck this! I I, I hate it." And now it's now it's becoming like evident that like this is how you live now, like a photo it album. Sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and I'm just looking at these kids and like they're all on Instagram, they're all on Snapchat, and I'm like, "Oh yeah. my god!" Like, yeah, yeah. What a hell to grow up in, like having to like. I'm so thankful. I like I just deleted I deleted my Twitter because mm. of like, oh my god, I don't yeah. even know what I said, but like I had a Twitter since high school and like. God knows what I was tweeting. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, I have this thing go wipe it all. Yeah. And thank God. But like, ha- I was, I was such an idiot. Like I, I sure. went through it. I was, I fucking went, I was fearless. I would call yeah. people out. I would, oh my God. I was probably like such a bully. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because I was like, oh my God. Like I, nothing was off limits for me, but had I had social media yeah. and like posting shit and yeah. like, I guess the new thing, the new bullying thing is to, like, take a picture of somebody and turn it into a meme. Like, that's what the high school kids are doing. Oh, that was, bu- oh, I did that in college. Did you? But we did it for fun. It was during my, uh, the production that we did of Legally Blonde and the yes. cast, like, we would all get ugly pictures from Facebook and yeah. make memes out of each other. It was all in good fun. I don't think fun. anybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. scarred. If they, if they yeah. are, they haven't come forward yet. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll mean, give it another 10 to be, years. To be but, yeah. yeah. But that does, uh, I can see how yeah. that could be twisted into yes. something so mean and that is Wild. Wild. That is like, if I could just translate that into like a 90s, early 2000s, yes. you know, what what we would be doing then. That would be like us taking, well, first we would have to like either get a snap, like a, a disposable camera yeah. and either take a hideous photo of someone or sneak into their house, find their find family this. photo yeah. album and get an ugly, you know, past yeah. photo and then print it, copies, yeah. and then write a caption on it and then... Put Post it. it all over the school. That's yeah. the that's the parallel yeah. to that. Exactly. Still bullying. Still bullying. <laughs> Still bullying. But now you can make it worldwide. Worldwide. Public. That's insane. You yeah. can go viral. Yeah. And the the stress and anxiety that I get from social media. I've yes. tried. I I really worked hard to not let it get I know. to me. You know, and of course it still does, but. The, you know, just the minimum, like the, uh-huh. the, the level of stress and anxiety that I get from social media. Imagining my 13, 14 year old self going through that while oh also God. going through the mental shit that I was going through then. Done. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do you know what I did? Mm. So now I like, I rarely post on Instagram. Yeah. So like I have like nine Instagrams. So, um, my personal one, that's where like, I, okay. So this sounds, uh, What's the word? It sounds annoying, but I guarantee it was the best thing I ever did. Uh-huh. I went through, I got an app, and I unfollowed everyone that doesn't follow me back. Mm-hmm. 
And that wasn't a thing of me being like, no, I want to have less followers. Sure. It was like, why am I following? So, like, I would scroll through, and, like, it would be, like, suggested a hot dude. So, yeah. like, yes, sure, follow. Yeah. Suggested this kooky drag queen. Yeah, follow. Suggested, suggested. And by then, I'm, like, following these random people that make me feel bad about myself because I don't look like this person or I don't this. Yeah. So, I erased all of that, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now only following, like, my friends. Yeah. And so, I, like, I'll watch stories, like, my friend's stories. Yeah. But I rarely post. But now I have a, I have a witch Instagram that is where, like, I'll just post whatever I want. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I want this, like, picture of Autumn, and, like, that's it. And so, like, I have my Instagram page, but that is where I'll post, like, if I get, like, a really nice photo or, like, a video from a concert. Sure. I'll post that up, and it, it's, like, now, like, a board. Yeah. But that, that mentality has actually helped me a lot, because I don't feel like I need to, like, sell myself on mm. there, and I don't feel like I need to be, like, visible. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I, I don't feel like I need to be... Um, like reinventing myself all the time. So like right. my friend Charlie, who's like a big drag queen here. So I post every day and he's, oh my God, so annoying. And it's like ridiculous. And like, but people love it. And like, I can't imagine. Like, I just, it's this weird thing. We're all like playing pretend that everything's fine. And yeah. we're playing pretend that like, listen, if I, if either of us wanted to be Instagram famous, we could do it by tomorrow. We could do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, there's there's apps for that. There's apps to get Instagram famous. There's now. apps for that, but also, like, we could become super annoying. Yeah. We could be, you know what I mean, like, do, do all this stuff, because the, it's, the price is so small. Yeah. Right? We could just give, we, no, it's actually a large price. We could give away our dignity and, like, sense of self and everything and, and do that, right? Yeah. Which is seen as, like, a success now. Yeah, How, the sense I, of self is the big one, I think. Yes, but, like, I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. So I don't want people to like me because of like a few photos and weird shit that I'm posting. Yeah. I want, I don't even care if people like me, but like I want people, it's different for me now because like Charlie's always been like, I want to be famous. I want to be famous. No, no particular reason, but that's just what he wants. For me, it's like, I want, you know, my, you know, as my dream life, yeah. Stephen King. Oh, Stephen yeah. King sits in his like house in Maine with spider web fucking gates. Yeah. They're giant metal gates that look like spider webs. So probably by an ocean or a lake. And yet he just gets to write these fucking books. People read them and then they'll like be managed to movies and he gets to go places and like they, they happen. Yeah. That's a dream. Yeah. I want to live in nature, be able to write and do crazy shit. And then when I'm ready, I'll be like, yeah, okay, yeah. this is good to like, let's do this now. With the option of like the social obligations. Yes. The option. Yeah. The, the option. You know, to have the ability. And that's, I think, I mean, I I have dreams of of being famous, you know, and I think one of the biggest things, uh, one of the biggest hangups is not having like your own time, which is, Uh that is, that is something that is relevant still now for me here. But like, but I feel like you can change that, right? Obviously, like there's like the crazy, like if you're Lady Gaga and like you're recognized everywhere, sure, that's a thing. But I feel like there's like a way to like I like there's some celebrities that I'm watching. And I'm like you're fucking cool. I've been watching all these interviews with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. I'm like you're fucking rock. So neat. You're yeah. Cool. Yeah. You need to know like you are so crazy talented. And like I I absolutely I'm I, it's not even a doubt in my mind. Like I'm just so excited for what you do. Like <sighs> any any time we're doing something like it's like Bessie is Bessie available? Oh my god. But it's true. Like at everything we've done, I feel like I've asked you to do everything. <laughs> yeah. Am I not? I'm always like, you are you free? I'm, like, I'm not. Like, fuck. 
Fuck. It makes me cry every time. Yeah. That, like that, which is a point, that is, that is a milestone for me, you know? Really? Which, I mean, it's, it's a, it's one of those milestones where like you're, you're so busy that you have to say no to things, you know? Oh, that's great. You know, which sucks, cause saying, saying no is really hard, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're knuckle deep in the hustle and you like want yeah. to say yes to everything. But it's definitely a, a milestone, you know, a moment of success. But yes, I, I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait to work with you all again because I know, I know that it'll happen, which yeah. also is a great milestone when you know that you're, yes. you know, when you know you're going to work with certain artists in the future again. But it even meant a lot, like, when you sent an email and I was like, hey, my coven, like, what's up? I was yes. like, oh, thank God. Like, she's like, <laughs> she gets it. Like, that's all, that's all we're trying to build is just, like, this community of people that are like, no, like, yeah. all right, she's doing her own thing. But, like, as soon as she's free, like, yes. we, we got a project happening. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, like, what Sheer and I have been saying. She's like, what's after, what's after Oscar? And I just have so many shows that I'm I'm doing like this. Uh, I have like a Pokemon musical, a which yeah. now I think it's like a TV series. Um, this new musical I wrote about um this like country musical that's haunted in Wilder, Kentucky. This like opera within a play called The Fuzz. Like I have so many things that I want to do, and that's like only skimming the surface. So like yeah. I just want to be able to like take off and then like you know put all these people in all these different things. You're doing be, like, it. And we're trying. You're doing it. We're, but aren't, isn't that the best we can do? Isn't that the best we can do is just try? Just wake up every morning and be like, listen, today I'm going to do my best to meet my goals. You know? And like literally, and whatever I can do, I will be proud of the work that, you know, I put out today. And then tomorrow you do the same thing. What's, what is your like mecca? I asked, I forget who I asked this to the other night. I was, oh, Nick Moulton slept over. Like, mm. four in the morning I woke up and I was like, Nick, what's your <laughs> ideal happiness? He's like, what? But like, yeah, what is that for you? I know that's a weird and wacky question. No, that's funny because it's actually, it's kind of similar to the last question that I, I usually ask. Okay, okay, okay. Up, so I'll, I'll answer it and then okay, I'll okay. ask you. Okay. okay. Um, money aside, you know, cause sure. like, of course in your mecca, I feel like you feel secure, you know, yeah. financially secure. That's yes. duh. That's a given. Yeah. Um, but my Mecca would be feeling secure, like physically and mentally, emotionally stable and secure enough to create and collaborate with yeah. different professionals and within all within the entertainment industry yeah. and just find ways to share the human connection with other people, you know, yes. create the imitation of human connection and then share it and connect with other humans. Yeah. That is to do that, that is the dream. But you know what? I'm like kind of doing that right now. I just like don't have a professional studio, you know, sure. and I don't have my own theater and I'm not like making, you know, yeah, we're a young. huge, we're young, you we're know, young. and, but and the thing is, that is weird thing to think about like, I mean, I don't know about you, for you, sorry. Yeah. To no, 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 but, no like, please. This is just the little tension. Yes. But, like, I always thought like, because we would see these like people like Ariana Grande. Oh my God. Like, yes. 23, and it like, kills oh, me. God, 23, I it kills me. That. Little do we know her mother was on the Forbes 500 list before she was any, even anything. So of course she's going to do well. They yeah. have so much fucking money. Yeah. And like, it's going to take us a minute. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we are starting from ground up. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a, it's going to take a sec. And I have to remind myself, I have to say, you know, little cornfield girl, you are so young. Yeah. You are so young and you have already at this point come so far uh-huh. with the bus and truck budget that you were Mm-hmm. on right now yeah so just you know keep dreaming keep imagining uh-huh. keep manifesting these goals for yourself yeah because if you can do it on this low budget you know imagine, you'll manage imagine. yeah yeah okay yeah. okay now i'm gonna ask you go go ahead what, okay. what is your what is the mecca for you okay i th- i think 
because I don't know. I think my Mecca is, like, when I picture myself, like, at my happiest, it's just, I have a lot of ideas. And so my thought is, like, being able to pump those ideas out, and whether or not every one of them works, I, like, I at least get to try one, every, every one of them, and have them reach uh, a mass populace to which that I can be sharing all of this. Yeah. Because I, like, use Stephen King, like, not every one of his books is a winner, but he writes, like, five million books. Yeah. So, like, I just want to keep making stuff. Mm. And, like, it's funny, like, I never thought I would love New York, but, like, now I can't imagine living anywhere else. But, like, I think I want to, like, travel and also have a place, like, in upstate New Hampshire by a river that I can just, like, go to and, like, be yeah. alone for a bit. Yeah. And, like, have a bunch of dogs. Yeah. And I also think that, like, for me, like, having a group of people that, like, I can connect to as human beings and, like, continue to just meet people and, like, new experiences and keep trying new things and, like, keep doing wacky shit and, like, keep pushing the boundaries. I, I think I texted Shira this at, like, four in the morning last night. I was just, like, I'm so happy just, like, taking down the man. I know that's so weird, but like, I'm re- it really makes me feel like I'm doing something. Because, like, nothing makes me happier than doing a show that is the complete opposite of what you what you think is commercially successful yeah and just to show you that like no we fucking exist you're gonna listen to us and you're gonna see these stories about these people that you don't know about and that's why i want to like branch out to like not just musical theater but like i want to write for all sorts of different things yeah and it's a weird thing because like i think i always want to be like a rebel and i always want to like keep pushing those boundaries but like it's gonna take a while so i know i'm gonna get to continue being a rebel for a while yeah and the day that like i'm like oh this is mainstream now. It's like a day where I'm like, all right, time to like, just go sit in a river. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I, I don't know. I think that's, I think my, I think my happiest place is like, what, what is the process of doing that? Yeah. To continue pushing the envelope. Uh-huh. Except I think that, I mean, I, I don't see the end of that yet. You know, mm. I don't see the conclusion of that yet no. because the envelope can always be pushed you know there's mm-hmm. always more things to learn about the world mm-hmm. about the the humans that inhabit it you know mm-hmm. about our surroundings so i feel like that is a continuous Thanks. life goal yeah. yeah and i love that i really really love that yeah i love you i love you i love you i'm so excited that you're going to thailand thank you thank you so thank much you. for coming onto the show Thanks, Bessie. Thanks uh, for having me. absolutely absolutely take care of yourself i love you i love you <laughs>